Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, welcome to Black Articulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals, where we find out how they do what they do, so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. Really appreciate the fact that you are listening to us when you could be doing anything else. So thank you. Black Ticulate is a podcast series that features UK young black professionals where we try to find out how they do what it is they do so you can too. So what does that mean? That means we try to extract advice, what resources, what tools, what news media to consume within the profession that our guests are in. Now, speaking of guests, today's guest is phenomenal. She's amazing. Her name is Matimba Kabiluka. She's the talent manager for the BFI. Her role specifically is about looking for new talent, be it writers, directors, producers who haven't made the first feature film. The great thing about our discussion and our conversation is she gives us the rundown of how she does exactly that. But specifically, if you are looking to do something similar and not necessarily working for an institution like the BFI, she tells us how to go about doing that. She tells us the processes, the resources that she consumes and she's very gracious with her time so highly recommend looking her up if you guys are an aspiring writer director producer who needs some assistance or guidance at the very least in creating your feature films so please do get in touch get more to the point please do give us any feedback on this specific episode and do visit our website please to sign up to our newsletter because we will start putting on events that is all about mingling and networking with like-minded professionals but also ensuring that our stories are told and there are action points in which we can take away from without further ado we bring to you Matimba, Matimba Kabaluka who is a talent manager for the BFI take care, bye <laughs> okay guys so the voice you're hearing is matimba matimba i'm not gonna do your surname any service at all if i try it can i try it try it kabalika 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 that, that was westernized Western, well in zambia in zambia they would say kabalika okay 
So what is it you do and like, who are you? And we'll Big life questions. So, hi everyone, I am Timba Kabalika and I am the talent development manager at the BFI, for the BFI network. So what that means. What that means yeah. is um, um, that I look after looking for new talent, essentially, looking for new writers, directors and producers who haven't yet made a first feature film. Ah, a feature film. Yes. So it really kind of massively focused because BFI is British Film Institute, just in case anyone didn't know. Um, and the, I sit within the film fund and the network sits within the film fund. And the film fund is responsible for distributing lottery funding to filmmakers. Right, gotcha. So everything from new filmmakers all the way to established, you know, Andrea Arnold, Amarasante, etc., etc. Name jobs. Name jobs, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but so the work we do, uh, yeah, we support filmmakers across the UK. But yeah, we're, we're backed with lottery lottery money. So yeah, the money that we spend on the lottery, guys. Uh... <laughs> yeah, some of it comes towards us. So lots of it goes towards different good causes. So a lot of the films that we support um, are films that wouldn't be supported in the marketplace. So if it can make, if it can make, you know, if it can be financed elsewhere, you know, our money is good cause money, it's soft money, it's about taking risk, it's about developing talent. And so my particular little bit is essentially people making their first shorts, people um, developing first feature scripts, and professional development. You must be someone that anyone who's particularly in, the, I guess, the film ministry really would like to be friends with. <laughs> well, well, apart from your personality, obviously, I mean, bangs, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think emerging filmmakers, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think I'm really, I love my job because I think I don't have to do the work of an agent, I don't have to get bread and butter on the table for a filmmaker, you know, to make sure that they're paying their rent, yeah. but it's about connecting people and giving opportunities, so lots of times, sometimes people come to me and go, I'm looking for a writer on this particular, do you know anyone? I can send a, you know, a bunch of names of people I think are exciting. And someone might get work because of that. Yeah. But it's, not, it's, it's a lot more of the early stages. It's a lot more soft development. And it's, yeah, it's less no, of the kind of targets, money, this, that. It's about risk. And that's the exciting yeah, bit. Yeah. It's like trying to find the new voices. Well, it's not the exciting bit then. <laughs> is is you know and this is the not the exciting bit is people always feeling that you're never doing enough for them or why what about this or I didn't get funding turning right, people they down take it, personal. take it really personally and also people not realizing that I can't I mean stuff for example we're not a commissioner so I, it's not like the difference between somewhere like film for or other places that they can go I really like what you've written here why don't you uh, give it to me and I'll you know I'll give you some money we can't do that right. we're lottery and lottery has a lot of rules that come with it and process and due diligence, as it should. It's public money. So we can only respond to applications. So there's a lot of, I don't want to call it bureaucracy, but it's basically bureaucracy. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that things have to be done. You can't operate outside of that. So trying to create channels in a massive organisation where there are sets of rules and loads of people and try and find risk and do things and respond and break out of the mould or what people understand the BFI as. There's mm. a perception of, 
what the BFI is, what it's looking for, who it's for. And um, I think a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do is different, changing the mold, looking for new voices, taking risks. So cutting through the noise mm. and reaching out, but also staying within the lane of the rules can be Tough. incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And I think we're going to start talking about diversity here. Yeah, we? the dirty uh, D word. But let's talk, I always, I mean, I have to, I need to almost go, how on earth did, I, did you find yourself in such, I guess, prestigious isn't the right word, but you know, quite a sought after role position, right? Especially in the creative yeah. and film world. So let's talk about background. Was it something you always knew you wanted to do? Was growing up? What, being yeah. a talent development manager? Yeah. <laughs> didn't even know what that was when no, I I didn't know what it was until, when did I start this job? Um, I wanted to be an actress. I was like, that's films. I saw films and I was like, that, that's it. That's me. I want to be, you know. So. Um, Just because you saw films, you thought, okay. Well, I kind of, I saw films and quite early film experiences for me, I remember like Apollo 13. um, Really? Like (laughs) in terms of like going to the cinema, like early things I remember seeing and I was like, this is it. I mean, they're going to die. You know, Tom, are these people coming back? Ed Harris? I mean, what's happening? It was, it felt so intense. I was just a young girl from Sydney and going to cinema for me, it was like, I felt I was in it, you know? And so the only thing that I understood about it were people on screen, because that was all I could see. So I thought, that's me then, that's it, that's that's me. Also, I'm loud and stuff, so I was like, that's definitely me. (laughs) So I went through life just being like, I'm gonna be an actress. And how's that conversation with the parents? Uh, my My parents are fantastic. My parents are incredible. They are always like, you, my dad was like, if you want to be the Prime Minister, you can be the Prime Minister, you just have to do the work. Yeah. I mean, my dad, they're just like, do the work and nothing's impossible. So they're like, oh, you want to work in film? Great. You want to be an actress? Great. So when I wanted to be an actress and that kind of, I, I when I did my A-levels, I got a B and two Cs. I'm outing myself with my bad <laughs> results. Um, and I but studied... Some people listen and go, what? That my is, bad that's results. That's it's really ropey. Okay. And um, so they, I went and the university I wanted to go to, Queen Mary said, she can't do a mixed degree because I was going to do film studies and drama because I did wow. drama A-level. They said, because her grades aren't good enough, she has to do film or go somewhere else. And I started to really like the look of Queen Mary. So I said, I'm going to study film and then I'll just do drama on the side and never did another drama lesson ever again. Oh, no. Just didn't appeal. Didn't appeal. Because actually when I got faced with the choice of it, I realised, I, I was like, oh, actually... I'm more interested in film and learning more. I'd done film at A-level and I was like, I want to do more of this. I want to learn all these, you know, I watched, we had this, um, not a semester because we're not in America, a term, (laughs) like a module basically called Shocking Cinema. And I watched films like Happiness, sorry, and Itchy the Killer and Kids and these really extreme films Mm. of which I'd never, you know, my parents obviously, I mean, you know, they changed the channel when Kissing yeah, Happened kissing. And kissing in Pretty Woman. So I started to <laughs> I started to realise that the cinema is even more than I knew. Like there's a yeah. there's worlds and worlds and worlds. So many genres. So I decided to study film at university. Right. Are you first generation? Like... Yeah, my parents came here in seventies. Why? Mid seventies. Political, I think. Um, yeah. At the time in Zambia, 
yeah, it was it was difficult, and my dad was really involved in in politics and felt that he had to leave for safety reasons and whatnot. Yeah, and I think he just felt that you know he, I think he felt there were limitations, you know, and he went you know back and in terms of you know after colonialism had ended, you know you had Kenneth Kawunda, and that was really exciting, and it was kind of you know we're going to rule ourselves, and then it kind of turned into as some of these things do happen, people going, oh, but, you know, we want to stay an extra term. And, you know, and then it, it starts to become one party yeah. and that was problematic. And then so I think dad, um, Frederick Chilliver, who um, was the successor to Kenneth Kawanda, dad was really involved in MMD and the party and setting all of that up and was really passionate about that. But we did a lot of that from here, kind of going, you know, coming back. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, I love that. So your parents are awesome, first and foremost, um, because majority of African parents would sort of shoehorn or try and make sure that their kids went into professions in which they deemed were safe and lucrative, yeah, right? Yeah. So be it doctors, lawyers, yeah. accountants, maths and STEM roles and all of that. So let's get into your professional, like, day in, day out, like the crux of what makes one a talent manager. Is that right? Just Talent development. but Developer. Talent development, yeah. Talent development, okay, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really, doesn't matter. The nuances, basically yeah, really we find awesome matter. people who are yeah. on the first stage and trying to make things pop, bang. What would you say, or, or the best piece of advice you potentially can give in regards to being in the position I'm in, like these are the sort of skill sets you must have, maybe okay. characteristics, yeah. maybe, and then we'll take it from there. I think it's quite interesting because it's not really, when I say it's not really a role, I mean, it's not, there aren't talent development roles necessarily. There are development execs who develop scripts and there are agents who look after talent. This role exists because the BFI exists. So okay. it's kind of a bit of a, you know, there are other organisations, Sundance, there are organisations across the world that have resource for people to look for talent. Um, but in other in other companies, it would probably manifest in a different way. So if I was in a production company, I would be a producer or, you know, a producer's job isn't just to get a film made, it's also to look for talent, to work yeah. with talent. So it would be a role that's folded into a lot of different other things. Right, gotcha. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there's not necessarily a single thing. Um, I would say having a nose for talent and having getting a handle on your taste because talent is a currency so when somebody calls me and says Who, who's out there who's good I think that can feel incredibly daunting because you're also you're putting yourself on the line because yeah, you're going sure. ah so I think when I meet somebody who I would say would want my job I want to know what their taste is because when you tell me I like um you know, I don't know, Rungano Nyoni as a filmmaker, I think she's brilliant. Or I like Faisal Belifa. Or like, once you give me names, I start to understand what it is that you what gravitate your towards. Preferences. Yeah. It's almost like when you kind of say to your friend, go to your friend's house and they put something on, they're like, what's that playlist? Send me that playlist. It's kind of curation. It's, yeah. it's, it's curation. And I think a really important part of that is knowing who's out there knowing what sphere you're operating in, how things work, it's really, that's really kind of important. Yeah, I mean, because it's almost like a tastemaker, for lack of a better word. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. word for it, yeah. Um, 
Isn't it subjective? It is, but I or, think... Or is it not? Because, again, there's an industry in it, and you must have a... Pl- or you must yeah. see thousands and thousands yeah. of... It's subjective to a point. You also can look at something and... But that's what I mean. It's the, the ability to kind of... It, yes, it's about taste and what you like and what you think is exciting, but also knowing where that fits within an ecosystem. So I might think, God, that person, brilliant. They're really exciting. What have they made before? Nothing. Okay, so what what are we kind of saying about them? That they've got some exciting ideas and they made like maybe a short on their phone. So maybe they're aiming towards making like a two grand short, you know. When I say young, I mean young in terms of career, not age. Yeah. Someone to work with them and help them figure it out. If I saw someone I thought they're really exciting and they made a two minute film, I wouldn't be saying to everyone, look, guys, this person's going to make a feature next. Yeah. You know, it's understanding who's that talent, what level are they at, what's out there, who's making certain things. It's really important to to watch things and know. Like people go, so many filmmakers I know who kind of go, which kind of isn't what I'm doing, but on the other side of who I'm speaking to, they go, I want to make this film. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Oh, oh, it sounds a bit like this, interesting tonally. Have you seen that? No. Have you seen that? No. Have you seen that? No. It's not about having seen everything, but you've got to know your craft. You've got to yeah. know what's kind of... Just the ecosystem. Exactly. Just do your homework. Do your homework. There's a lot of people that don't yeah. do homework. And on my side, it's knowing not just, oh, we're funding this, but what else is out there? What Who are film for funding? So, you know, we've got Screen Daily, that's the, the film trade, kind of no, reading that every day and going, okay, because actually when I... It was called, sorry, Screen, Sc- Screen Daily. Screen Daily. So, I'm going to put this on the show notes, guys, as always, anything we discuss. And when I started, I worked in commercials and music videos and film was a world away. I didn't know how to leap into it. I quit my job at age, whatever, five years ago. We don't need to go into numbers. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have a plan apart from the fact that I wanted to get a job in film. I tempt at uh, United Agents because I knew that I was excited by talent, I was excited by directors, I was excited by writers, and how do I do this? I thought I wanted to be an agent, temp there for a bit. And I didn't know anything about film, that's why I was learning. Who are people, what, okay, what do different heads of department do? Kind of had an idea from working commercials and shorts and music videos, but not on this kind of scale, looking at their CVs, understanding their contracts, what does the agent do? Okay, then I started reading the screen. Every morning I'd wake up, Who's that recognised, oh, okay, this is happening at the BFI, this is happening at the BBC. Recognising who are the people, who were the, even if I hadn't met anyone, yeah. I just was like, it's, it's easy. You can follow them on Twitter. You can figure out where are the news, who are the people, who are the... British independent film is not massive. Right. It's not, a, you know, it's, it's about, it's, it's, it can be difficult to get in. And I applied for loads of jobs that I really believe I could have done, really entry-level jobs, and it was a no, 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 for about six or seven months, which doesn't seem long, but it is when you definitely when don't you, have a job. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and you quit your job without telling your parents. But um, <laughs> when I got the job as assistant to the director of the Lottery Film Fund, who's Ben Roberts, I knew who he was because... I had read about his appointment months before. Mm. I'd read about where he'd come from. So I had an understanding. And, you know, one of the questions was in the interview was, what's the most exciting British independent film that you've seen? I, I meet people who are like, oh, I don't really watch British films. I'm like, okay, that, wow, that's yeah. amazing. You, don't, you want to operate in an industry where even if you don't like something, 
you've got to have the knowledge. Yeah. It's really, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop. No, no, I no, 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 please. This is amazing <laughs> stuff. And I think this is really important because I think especially for those who are coming up, I dare say there's this form of entitlement without, you know, they want all the trappings without doing the hard work. They want to be famous if, for lack of a, you know, whatever fame is within whatever vertical, but don't realise that those who you see who are there, that platform, have actually done a ridiculous amount of work to get there. So much work. And I guess that's because, yeah, we're now looking at the social media area where everyone's showreel is visible. But no one's actual behind the scenes, the sweat, tears and everything else. It's really, it's a hard slog, whether you're in my type of role. Th these roles are so few and far between. Yeah. I'm massively privileged to have my job. It's incredible to kind of go, oh, that person's exciting. How can we help make opportunities? That's a privilege. I don't take that for granted. So can you do this on your own without having like an institution or like a, like, BFI or mm -hmm. Sundance or like film mm -hmm. for any of these, can you set up shop as a one-man band for lack of? I mean, if I won the lottery. <laughs> okay, because you need financial. You need fine. I mean, okay. it's a very development and talent development takes a really long, long time. Development of feature films. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I could meet someone today, you could have made an incredible short. They're like, Ade, I love that. You might not make a feature for seven years, eight years, because of so many things. Mm. Things within my control, things outside my control. You might decide, I might develop a script with you and think, right, this is it, me and Ade, I'm going to help him make his first feature. You might then decide, there's so many people who are like, actually, this is a really gruelling process. I don't know if I want to be a director anymore. Mm. And actually... Being able to sustain yourself within the store. I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to be an independent producer and I'm going to go out and make, you know, it's tough. So my equal and opposite number in the real world is most likely a producer. And that means raising finance. Um, so kind of talking about people working outside the system, spotting talent is and bringing them through is really producers. That's why when, we, when people apply to us, it's not writers and directors, it's producers. So we deal with producers and it's a really big 
job because you're asking people to have the taste for talent but also kind of be able to put together budgets and think about you know how you're going to put the finance together for things because we don't fully finance so you're going to different places yeah. you're asking them to be able to give notes and feedback to be nurturing and you have to do that with a lot of projects at one time because you have no idea when something's going to go so is it possible yes is it incredibly difficult also definitely yes yeah. and sustainability is a massive issue a massive issue because it can be years and years and years and years. There are people who are like making their third feature right. and you're still not, it's it's risky business. Right. It's funny because I was ha- I had an interview the other day with um, Sebastian Thiel, mm. um, who has Upshots TV and his rise to fame was via YouTube. Yeah. He had a thing where he was looking at actual apparel. Yeah. It went viral because he had at the time, you know, for lack of a better term, street celebs yeah. wearing his products. Yeah. And he, it went viral, all of a sudden people wanted to buy not only the power, but also want to know what he did. He enjoyed the idea of editing, just directing. Yeah. Then it just snowballed from there. He yeah. had a mentor. The mentor told him he needs to set up, you know, company house, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. And now people, industries are asking him to speak at panels mm. and, you know, become a keynote speaker. Mm. But mm. he said he was never of the industry. And for him, he was just doing things that he was passionate and loved. Yeah. So I'm always just wondering whether or not that is... There's Susan Froze, you know, you don't know. There isn't necessarily a silver bullet or one way. And that's why I think it's really exciting to speak to people. Even if there is anyone else, guys, who is listening that is a talent development manager, please hit me up. And, you know, let's let's fight what Matimba is saying and whatnot. Honestly, like Matimba, gems. Just dropping (laughs) gems. Um, but I do always have this question. So are there any like essential tools in order to make or do your job easier or mm-hmm. better? I think you need to have a way of tracking talent. That's, you know, you talk, when we talk about, is it a spreadsheet? Is it this? You have to have a way because obviously you can only kind of manage so much in your, in your head yeah. until it starts to spill out. And, and a lot of the time you might see somebody do you know you might see a one-woman show at the Soho theatre two years ago and then two years later you find out oh that same woman wants to start moving into you know and I think being to be ahead of the curve it's about tracking yeah long it's a long game it's a long game how do you track how do I track I have a lot of spreadsheets that I use okay and it can get to a point where I've got so many names in my mind. I'm like, I know that, but sometimes names and faces get yeah, muddled. muddled. <laughs> but I also luckily have the network website where people can submit stuff. They have profiles so I can see a picture of someone and their work and read a bit about them. So I use that too. Can anyone apply for this network? Yeah, anyone profile? can. Yeah, it's open. It's a post room. It takes two minutes. Set up an account. Always trying to look for the broadest group, I'm avoiding using the D word, the broadest group <laughs> of people. I think so, you guys know what a D word is because I speak about diversity all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anyone can apply, it takes two yeah. minutes. Okay, so knowing how to structure talent yeah. or what you've seen maybe previously might be relevant to what you might see in the future. So just, Exactly, um, and figuring out how you deal with that information like seeing something that's great do you, you know, drop the person a note I, I often if I see a short film that I love I'll write somebody on Twitter and say I love that 
I'd love to, you know, or email someone or if it's more appropriate, their agent, depending on who they are, what they do. And sometimes just having a coffee and say, it'll be really nice to, what do you do, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, it's a lot easier when, because I work at the BFI. Yeah. So if I go, <laughs> I really like your work, should we have a coffee? They're not like, why do you want to just meet me? Yeah. But you know what I mean? The door's so, open with this thing, which is great. <laughs> no, I like that. And I think Twitter, actually, and also creating Twitter lists. Absolutely. It's really quite good because Absolutely. then again you start to see the talent that you like and how, like you mentioned earlier on, just curating, having yeah. your own place. You might have a Vimeo channel, you know, you might, you can do it. There's so many different ways to do it. Mm. So many different ways. There's not one way. There is never one way. With this whole industry, there is never one way. Yeah. So there are no rules. Any rules, you know, kind of like throw them out the window. But just being on it, being, yeah. That's got to be challenging it. in itself if there's no one rules. So do you have any story you can possibly share work-related challenges and let's not be around the bush it's black ticulate you're a phenomenal amazing black woman thank you in an industry that i dare say it's extraordinarily white extraordinarily white i didn't realize i always say to people i didn't realize i was black till i came here and they always laugh like, what do you mean Ooh, tell i knew i was black obviously i've always known i was black yeah don't at me i don't have identity issues <laughs> i'm proudly British, African, Zambian, whatever. Uh, but, and I've always been in spaces whereby I might, you know, been to schools where I might be in the minority. I've been a lot, you know, when I worked in commercials, I was in the minority. When I came to film, I realised there is no one who looks like me where I want to be. So people who can, like, write a track and go, yeah, we're going to greenlight that film. No one looks like me. People with that authority, like goals there's no one so I think when you talk about what the struggle is I mean in our department now if you look around our departments really diverse I hate that word but still it's diverse I was the first black person in our department I think it's important like my boss hiring me he I don't think he I don't think he thought he was going out and being like I'm hiring you know he just hired me because he thought I was the best person for the job yeah. but also it means that since then I've noticed it's had a knock-on effect in five years our department has changed. It looks different. That's important. That yeah. is important. And I haven't had... I, well, I hear all these horror stories of people being like, take out your hair or you can't be like this. I've never ever experienced that. But it is incredibly challenging to wake up every day and think, I'm going to be the person who gets to where I want to go, even though there's no one who looks like me there. Because you're always using your imagination every day. And you can try and explain that to people, but they don't understand. They don't know. And they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, this woman's done it. I'm like, yeah, but where are the black women? Where are the black women? So you're having to go, where were they? Because why haven't they come? Why aren't they coming through? Why haven't they come through previously? Because, listen, I told you about my BCC. I'm smart in a lot of ways, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm not putting myself down. I know I'm not the m most intelligent person in the world. So it's like, where are the other people? What happened to them? Did they ever try? Did they fall out? Why did they fall out? Why did they give up? And those questions can be a burden. Yeah. Because you think it feels like it's invisible. Because it's not somebody coming up to me. And it feels like you almost... It's like a, it's like a horror film. And you're like, I don't know where the, is the ghost behind this cupboard because you don't know or maybe there are no ghosts maybe i'll keep going maybe i'll sell through maybe i'll be that first person 
to get to where I want to go. Well, I don't know. Fingers crossed, you will. Fingers crossed. But then you also have to 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 deal with that. So I think for me, it's been figuring out how to temper who I am and where I want to be. Not, not, not because of anything. I mean, in terms of like what I respond to, what excites me, what doesn't, you know, and figuring out how that fits. I mean, temper is not the right word, but like you go through it, it's almost like a coming of age thing where you start to, again, question, oh, what, you know, what, what am I drawn to? Why am I drawn to that? Or what's important to me? Or what voices aren't coming through? Or what, you know, why people don't come? Because again, it's like when you, even stuff like where people are like, well, you guys aren't funding. It's like, okay, but do you even know how many applications we get? Mm. I mean, next to none. So it's kind of going back because also it's looking at being an independent producer, trying to get a million pound film off the ground is difficult. And, and who are those producers? If, if we talked about the fact that the producers are curators and they're the people that find the talent, what do those people look like? Do they all look the same? Do they all come from a similar? And it's not even just about race, it's class, it's the yeah, stories, course, yeah. it's experience, it's everything. So if those are the people who are choosing who to bring through and bringing us the, the stories that we are responding to, yeah. And it's quite interesting because it links back to your question about would you do it on your own? It's really tough. It's hard to be sustainable and to be able to bring people through. So it's a it's a really big... And I think I also realised that the reason I probably hate diversity is because I've been on so many diversity panels and I was like, I also want to go to places and people go, let's talk, like, the conversation we're having where you're asking me about my job and what I do. That's exciting. I was like, do you think every day I want to talk about the fact that I'm a black woman and I'm a black woman? This yeah. is not a surprise to me. It's been a number of years. <laughs> I'm excited about it. We're the fucking best. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Are, we are magic. Yes, We're great. Are. We're phenomenal. We're fantastic. Can we move on? I always say to people, do you want to talk every day about being a white man? You want to talk about your skills. When people are like, oh, so this and this, it's like you're also undermining me. I'm here because I'm brilliant at my yeah. job. I've worked really hard grafted and always want to talk about being black is who I it's, it's who I am yeah do you get frustrated then in regards to not only the I guess that conversation aspect but do people come to you for for a black check what do you mean like people I work with yeah when I say a black check so if there's any work that comes through any talent that comes through that they themselves can't relate or don't necessarily have experience no I don't think they do okay. I think they would be too embarrassed yeah I don't think they I don't think they would Naturally, as it happens, a lot of black and Asian and basically a lot of minority filmmakers do gravitate towards me. But that is because you're like, oh, they're, they're. you realise when there's... And it's quite interesting because no other area in my life would I gravitate to somebody because based on, on race, because that just wouldn't happen. The makeup of my friendship group or whatever is just like, it's everyone from every background. But... I noticed that it, because it is a very white industry, people do kind of go, oh, I, I can speak to you. Yeah. So that's, it's just a natural thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing. No, of course not. So I do have a lot of, I do hold a lot of those relationships with minority, if you want to call it. The BAME Whatever group, you want yeah. to call it, BAME. <laughs> oh, all sorry. The terms. All the great terms. Okay, so, so, so far as challenge, then... It is just as challenging when you don't have anyone who has set the path for you to follow yeah. where you want to go. Yeah. Um, not here, obviously we can look abroad. We can know. look, yeah, more like, yeah, broadly, but yeah. in specifically yeah. within the four walls that we find ourselves sat in. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
please just keep on going. That's all I can say, Matilda, because you, you're killing it. You're killing it. And those who are listening, hopefully, will be able to follow your footsteps or at least try and emulate it. So I normally have real quick fire okay. questions. Just like ones. Hit me. Just because... I mean, before I do hit you, though, is there anything that I've potentially overlooked? Like, what would you, assuming that you were listening to yourself when you started this oh, route? You must, yeah. you must have this question all the time. What would you say to yourself when you were way back when looking to... That's really... I would just say, don't take no for an answer. I would say, I would have been more on it. I look back and I think I was on it then, but I'm like... Have been more on it, hungry. Yeah. Be the most hungry person. Be the person that people can't ignore. And I think you realise that it's an incredibly tough industry because there's a lot of talented people on mm-hmm. both. You know, people who want to do my job. There's so many people who want to do my job who are on it. Who I meet and they're like, "You seen this? Have you watched this? Have you seen this TV? Have you read this? Have you read?" And you go, you start having heart palpitations. You're like, "Oh my god, I need to read more. I need to do more. I need right. to be on it." So I would just say, yeah, be more aware we like don't wait for things to come be proactive that's what i would yeah, yeah. brilliant brilliant Tell young matimba okay okay <laughs> young matimba killing it out there do you boo just don't get to don't get bcc <laughs> yeah. okay so you ready for the quick ready, fire questions I'm ready, I'm ready. all right so if you could do a ted talk about anything other than your profession what would it be oh okay that's a really good question and i I think, I think, uh, yeah, it would be about confidence. It would be about confidence. About confidence? Yeah. Okay. Do people not know you as confident? No, but I think... I want to have that. Go. I think confidence in, bro- in broader... Like, I think people always waiting for permission. Mm. Yeah, I always be like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Like, you can do it. Why can't you do it? Yeah. Who told you you can't do it? Go for it. I just... Yeah, people... There are so many people who are brilliant and you just... I would love to be able to give people the, like, you can, yeah. I hear that. Okay. What would you spend your last five pounds on? Oh, God. I don't know. I can't, I, I, I thought that was, a, maybe a lottery ticket. Okay. I don't know, a pound, a lottery <laughs> ticket, just in case. Nice. Um, I would have to buy, yeah, a book, something. Like, I don't know if it's the end of the world. I don't know what this last five pounds is. I feel like a bottle of water. I'm down to like two quid now. Mm. No, because lottery tickets are two pounds. So two, three, four, so I'm down to another pound. God, maybe I'll just give the last pound away. Look at that. Go ahead. You really made that stretch. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Um, it's black articulate, which is black action articulate. So what is the most hated word in the English language? Nice. Ooh, I hate that word. Really? Oh, it's really nice. What does that mean? So when I think about nice, I think about that biscuit. And it represents everything that I hate. It's like a plain biscuit with a bit of sugar on the top. And it says nice. It's like, what? what is that? It's, it doesn't even move you Brilliant. enough to be like, I'm Brilliant. a Bourbon. I'm a Jammy Dodger. I'm an Oreo. <laughs> it does not say anything. It's just nice. Okay, it's forgettable. Nice. When someone's like, oh, someone, descri- someone describes me as nice. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, he's a really nice guy. Don't want to meet. I mean, just nice. Okay, note to self. <laughs> and the penultimate question before we ask how we can find you and whatnot is, how would you like to be remembered? God. I want to be remembered as somebody who... Uh, Wasn't nice. Was a real cat. No. Somebody who 
loved people a lot, like kept cared. Like I want to be somebody who, when remember, there's people feel like when they left me, they were like, God, I, I feel like I can do more. You know, I don't know. I feel like uplifting, encouraging, yeah. loving other people. Amazing. That's a really basically big ask. I should probably try and put the work in. No, I'm <laughs> certain all your close ones, your loved ones, friends and family, oh. see that already of you. I don't know you as much as I'd like to know yeah. you, but maybe after this. Actually, it sounds poor. It sounds like I'm trying to flirt now <laughs> okay. on my own podcast. Don't worry about that, guys. Don't worry about that, guys. I'll like, edit this out. <laughs> but yes, how can we find you on a World Wide Web? And when we do, is there anything specifically you'd like us to do? No, I mean, I'm on Twitter. My email inbox is a black hole. It's probably like the worst place. I know it's really bad if you say that. It's like, it sounds like an excuse. I really, I listened on holiday to a podcast about how to stay on top of your inbox. I get about 100 emails a day. And about 80 of those are like, Matima, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you watch this? Can you do this? Can you do And between that and like six meetings a day, I feel like it's like a black hole. Mm. So in there, I'm like, I know somebody. So basically, not email. Not email. Twitter is a good one. What's your handle? At Tim Mulls, which is, it, the irony of that is that that was a nickname that someone gave me years ago that I hated, but for some reason, I hated it, and I was like, it's never going to take off, I hate it, but for some reason, I decided to make it my Twitter handle, Okay. and now so... everyone goes, hey Tim Bulls, and I'm like, oh, I'm like stuck with something I hate, so. T-I-M-B-L-E-S. S. Tim Bulls. At Tim Bulls. Nice. Yeah, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I'm going to wrap up pretty much. No, I think that's it. I don't. Yeah. Matimba, honestly, it's been brilliant. I can't thank you enough for your time. I really can't. Guys, as always, make me accountable to you. So if there's anything I blatantly should have asked Matimba and I just didn't do it because I'm rubbish, get at me. Um, and I'll definitely see whether I can pose it to her. Definitely not via email. Um, <laughs> I do reply. And, and, really yeah, slowly. and perhaps you might get her on again. But once again, guys, you've been absolutely brilliant. Thank you for listening to another episode of Black Tipulate. So stay tuned until next time. Peace. Hey guys, we would love to know what your thoughts are, what you think about the episode. So please do leave us a comment on iTunes, SoundCloud or wherever it is you get your podcast. And if you are somebody who does what our guest does and there were things that we didn't cover or perhaps you might have a different perspective on how to get into the industry, how to sustain it, how to thrive in it, how to kill it, then please get in touch too. Now, how do you get in touch? Well, you can reach us via email on contact at blackticulate.com or any of the major social media platforms. It is simply Blackticulate. So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, SoundCloud, Give us feedback, help us grow, help us be accountable to you so the quality is always better, better, better. You guys are the best. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you in another episode of Black Ticulate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.